Welcome to the High Impact Man podcast. High Impact men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope to help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. And we've got another episode of the High Impact Man podcast coming at you, all you listeners out there. You will be happy to know. I think you'll be very happy to know that we're back on mission. We actually have a guest in the studios. Dial-Up's actually here. Spielberg's actually here eating pizza. And, uh, and so we're back on mission. If anybody listened to last week's podcast, if you suffered through me rambling on in a monologue like that, God bless you. And thank you for doing that. The message was good. The messenger, quite unrefined, but I uh, uh, appreciate you tuning in now because we do have a really good guest, a high-impact man. Uh, his name's Kevin Weaver. Uh, for those involved with F3, we'll know him as Camo. And uh, we're, you're going to find out here shortly that uh, this was not uh, planned. Uh, I don't believe in coincidences anymore. I think it's more divine appointments kind of thing. <laughs> But we've been planning Camo to come on and talk to us uh, for a while, and it just so happens that he's become famous now in the New York Times article, right? <laughs> His region, down in Katy, Texas, uh, doing F3. So if you haven't, know, if you don't know about it, uh, you could check it out this past Sunday, uh, front page edition, or the front page of the New York Times this past Sunday's edition uh, talks about F3, and it, and it highlighted uh, the region that Camo uh, is the Nantan of, the leader of. Uh, so dial up. Welcome back to the studio. Welcome back to the Nan Cave. Hey, it's good to be here. And I'm I, I'm curious, Spielberg. Have we looked at the statistics for this week? Like, did we see like this major plummet of people starting to listen to the podcast and just like quit listening when they realized it was Defib talking? Oh, he didn't look. So we had to come back to that. I don't think we want to know. Yeah, I'm sure you're harder <laughs> on yourself. I'm sure you're harder on yourself than what. Uh, yeah, well, is deserved. All I know is that if I ever, there's always words if you guys that. ever allow me to do that again, which I don't think you should. <laughs> But if you do, um, I'm going to do much better. All right. That's going to be more refined, I tell you. I, you, do, I think I do better in conversational well, things like this. I, I think you should have been rucking as you did it. Because yeah, that's, that's I, when you deliver great messages to right? us, the packs of F3 Susquehanna Valley. Yeah. You, you got your rucksack on, you're climbing some mountain, and you're just sharing great words of wisdom with us for 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, maybe I'll do that and next so time. Maybe, maybe just sitting still at a desk threw you off a little bit. Yeah, I don't know. Took away your mojo. It took my mojo away. Yeah, yeah I got to be huffing and puffing <laughs> with my heart rate up going up a mountain, and then I could do it. All right, maybe next time. Maybe All next right. time. All right, so uh, Camo, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Good afternoon, guys. Happy to be here. All right, Camo's coming to us from Texas, where it's uh, a beautiful day, right? You said it uh, was 65 degrees this morning, or down up around 80, and uh, it's a little bit of a turn of weather for you. So I really appreciate you joining us. The, uh, the oppressive heat of summer has finally given way to fall, and it's, uh, you don't have to necessarily put your seat cover on when you get down to the beat down anymore. That's a clear signal. <laughs> right we have to put our seat covers on because we get muddy and wet because it rains a lot here yeah. and you know yeah. snow and that kind of stuff or you're like me and just sweat a ton no matter what the temperature is dial-up is a, a, a proficient sweater what's uh what's it called what's the medical term hyperhidrosis hyperhidrosis i'm yeah, a hyperhidrosis go. guy yeah there's surgery for that you don't want that surgery no, 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 no. No. i don't think so yeah there really is surgery for that but anyway yeah hyperhidrosis He's he's very hyperhydrotic. <laughs> he needs he needs a seat cover just for his sweat. Yeah. Or it could be I'm just there working a lot harder than you guys. Yeah, that's it. Too. That's it. Yeah. 
All right. Well, Camo, um, thanks for being here. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, have you start off by telling us uh, where you grew up. You know what what your family was like, what it was like where you grew up. I think you are, if I remember from your bio, a sixth generation Texan, right? That's right. Yeah, born and raised in the great state of Texas. Grew up in what used to be a small one blinking red light town called Kyle, Texas. Um, it's since been kind of consumed by Austin. But when I was growing up, it was very much a kind of farm and ranch town, suburb, you know, like a 20-minute ride to Austin, maybe 15-minute ride to San Marcos. So it's kind of the best of both worlds. Had a rural upbringing, small community, but if you wanted to go have fun in the city, it wasn't too far away. Yeah, was it really flat? I was to Texas twice, San Antonio and then the Dallas area. It was just like pretty darn flat. No, we are, the Kyle's on the edge of what they call the hill country so it's where you start to get a little roll to the terrain actually gets real pretty if you would have gone north out of san antonio you would have started to get into some hills as well san antonio is kind of right there on the where the south texas plains meet the the hill country okay yeah Yeah. i don't know just flew in there for a conference and hung out at the uh, river walk a lot that's not a bad place no it was fun it was fun yeah, I'm sure you found your way to a margarita or something similar. So. That was so long ago, I can't quite remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was. I remember having a good time. The Riverwalk was pretty cool. All right. Yeah. So, um, uh, did you have any brothers, sisters growing up? I have one younger sister. Yeah, four and a half year old younger sister. Um, dad owned an environmental construction company, so I grew up as you know very lowly paid labor in dad's business, you know, doing things like shoveling pea gravel down in a hole and later running equipment, that kind of thing. Uh, he was big on demonstrating what our work looks like, which I think pays lessons for a young man. Mm-hmm. Um, neither one of my parents were college educated, but my sister and I both knew, you know, from the time that we could understand English that we were going to school. That was a big priority of theirs. So they saw it through. Yeah. Cool. I, yeah. Well, that's a that's kind of similar story uh, to me. I mean, I was the first person in my family at large, both sides, uh, to graduate from college. We've since had a lot more, but uh, I think I think I was the yeah. first one. Pretty sure, anyway. But that was the American nice. dream, right? When you come over from the old, the quote unquote old country. At least uh, for me, I was one, two, three, third generation American. You know, my my uh, my. At least uh, one side of the family. Anyway, people came over here with the dream of making life better so their kids could have a better life. That's it, man. They work hard so that they can their kids can move up one level. So Yeah. Yeah, that's right. What do we do now? I don't know where my kids are going to go. <laughs> you I feel like I, you're at the top of the heap that they can't go any higher? I, I don't know. You know, it's a, I guess they could get a... Well, I don't have a master's degree because it, it doesn't benefit me in any way in my yeah. profession. But uh, yeah, I guess they could do better than me. They're already better than me in a lot of ways. The goal is that your kids do better than, than you, right? So that they can That's take it. they can take better care of you right. whenever you're old, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. I definitely have to make sure my daughter is well. My son too. He's a good guy, but uh, yeah, I make sure they're they love me enough to take care of me when I get old and decrepit. My kids joke. Well, I think they're joking that they're just going to throw me in a home. But. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe at that point we won't care. <laughs> I say <laughs> I, I've seen people in nursing homes, family members say, "I'm not going there, man." You know, if I'm when I know the end is near, I'm going to find some hill to charge up, and they could, you know, somebody could shoot me, mow me down in some war. I'll, I'll go out like that, It'll be fine. Yeah, we say the same. We say I'm going to go for a long walk in the woods and just not come back. Yeah, so. that's right. Yeah, that's right. All right, did you play any sports growing up? 
I did. I played a little bit of football in high school. Uh, did a little bit of powerlifting in high school. Um, so got some exposure to working out then. Um, like I said, doing a lot of manual labor. I had an edge because, you know, when you're carrying 50-pound sacks all the time and doing that kind of thing, you build some muscle just on just on that alone. So, Yeah, I guess growing up in Texas, you have to play football, right? It's a big deal. Uh, we always said if you ever wanted to rob our small town, do it on a Friday night because everybody's there, including <laughs> the sheriff and the cops. Right. So You guys yeah. have high school football stadiums that rival college stadiums, right? We do. That's right. Yeah. So... I was the Jack C. Hayes Rebel, and we were we were competitive. <laughs> what position did you play? I started off as O line, and then I moved to defensive end because you know figured out I can have a little bit of quickness, and that helps. Go sack the quarterback. That's it, man. Defensive end's fun position. You can go attack somebody on every play. Yeah. So cool. All right, and uh, I know you went to Texas A and M, graduated from there, right? I did, yes, sir. Proud Texas Aggie, uh, twice over. So shout out to F three Aggie Land. They they got that going up there now in Biddle College Station. But got both my bachelors, and then I stuck around and went straight through for my masters. So I found a way to you know extend that college experience to like seven years. It's a pro tip. <laughs> right. I'm drawing a blank here. Am I am I right? Did you guys used to do the big log log? Fire. The bonfire. Right. Yeah, we did. And then they had that bad event, right, with some collapse and some kids get killed. Did they start doing that again? Uh, well, they don't do it officially as a university. There's some private groups who have got it up and going, but, you know, the university obviously had to move away from that. Yeah. That happened my sophomore year. So I helped cut and stack bonfire as a freshman, and then uh, I was a sophomore, and I remember very well the morning it fell. I got woken up at 5 a.m. My roommate's grandmother called and said, said, hey, are you guys okay? Bonfire fell. And I was so out of it. And I was like, no, bonfire doesn't burn for two weeks. What are you talking about? And then, of course, we soon came to realize the disaster that had occurred. Yeah. Oh, you mean, was it wasn't, you mean it wasn't lit yet? It all just collapsed? It collapsed yeah. while they were building it. Yeah, oh. 12 kids died. It was awful. I remember it, but I didn't so, remember the details. Yeah, I, brought, I was wondering because I figured you were probably about the age that you might have been there whenever that happened. That's why, yeah. I, was, that's why I was curious. Yeah, for sure. So... But no, there's some private groups that are carrying it on. And, you know, the good thing about A&M is, is we've got no shortage of traditions. So there's plenty of other traditions that can <laughs> rise up and keep everybody engaged. Yeah. Now, help me out here because um, I'm sure this is an easy answer and I could Google it, but I never really looked into it. But correct me if I'm wrong, but when I watch a football game, the students are wearing like some kind of uniform. They have uniforms? No. So that's the Corps of Cadets is what you're thinking of. Okay. Um, Texas A&M is, you know, technically a military school. Not all the students belong to the Corps, but some do. And so that's called the Corps of Cadets. They, they wear uniforms and, you know, they're, they can funnel up into professional military service after they graduate if they want to. Oh, so because Aggie, didn't, I thought Aggie stood for like agriculture. Yeah, it stands for agricultural and mechanical. Yep. Okay, but it's also a military school. See, I didn't know that. It is. All kinds of things. Yeah. I am. DFib's getting educated. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Is that like, um, you know, like uh, VMI and those type of places? Is that is it like that? Similar, except that not everybody in a is a cadet, right? So you got the core of cadets that walk around in uniforms and, you know, live in their own barracks and do drill and all that. And then you just got regular old college kids. So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, all intermixed. Now um, I know. But the core is a great part of AM. Got some really good friends who are former core cadets. Got some F3 brothers uh, who, are, who are former core cadets. So Nice, nice. Did you play any sports in college? 
I did not, man. AM is a D1 school, and any dreams that I had of, of playing D1 ball, you know, went out the window kind of my first week there when dudes my size are running like a 4 4 5. It's like, okay, <laughs> let that go. Yeah. 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 What's your 40 time, Deep Fib? Well, I don't know, but I'm hoping, you know, I'm hoping that I could beat I'm hoping that I could beat Chad Powers time. Chad Powers. Yeah. Think fast, run fast. Yeah. Think fast, run fast. If I could beat his <laughs> time. That's it. He I was a 5-4. I I I'd be I'll be close. I'll right. be close tomorrow. No, Saturday. Saturday. No, I got to work this what? weekend. I got to work right. this weekend. Next time. Yeah. Next beat down you're at. We'll we'll do it. For Remind you. me. I'll give it a shot. All right, let's go. Yeah. Just stretch yeah. those hands. Just stretch those hands, yeah. you know. Yeah, but, well, I'll probably hurt something, but you know. Yeah. I was uh, now. I can say this pretty confidently. If I were his age, with ten percent certainty, ten percent certainty. When if I he's forty something, forty six. I don't know something like that. But if I, when I was that age, I could have beaten a five four. Okay, maybe not by much. Right. But I could have beaten a five four then. Okay, think fast, run fast. Think fast, run fast. Eighty percent of the time, it works every time. So. That's right. <laughs> I would be interested. You know what? You know what's going to happen, right? What? Sorry, sorry, Camo, hanging with us for a second, but I know what's going to happen. Is if, if I do that, like if I show up not this Saturday, but the following Saturday, and it's like, okay, we're going to time defib in the 40, everybody's going to want to be timed in the 40. Yeah. So everyone's going to do it. Yes. Do you or, have the, who has or, the queue? Do you have the queue? No, Porky's has it this week. Yeah, but I mean the following week. Oh, the following week? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I can't remember who has it, but. Maybe it's me. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that so. our guy from Texas here actually knew about. Uh, Chad Powers, like I, I thought, maybe that was the thing that they just kind of pushed locally, since we're. Uh, I we're saw the, all those videos the, on TikTok. We're in the shadows of blue, of blue and white. Yeah, yeah, we live country. in the, almost the shadow of Beaver Stadium um, here, man. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I guess it made its rounds. That's yeah. Good. Think fast, run fast. Yeah. I think were you the one that told me that at Penn State game this past Saturday that this, anybody that showed up who ra- who ran the forty and beat Chad Powers time they got a free T shirt. Yes. Free Chad Powers yeah, t-shirt. They had a, yeah, they had a thing where you could run this time and get a t-shirt. Yeah. I wonder how many they gave away. I don't know. <laughs> should have been there. I should have been. All right. And Aggie, through and through. What happened against Appalachian State? What's up with that? Man, I know. Don't I even told, go there. I told so, him not to know, go there. The good news <laughs> slash bad news is as, as, as an Aggie, that's an all-too-familiar feeling. Uh, we seem to drop one game every year for who knows why. You know, we came in ranked number six and way overhyped, and then we just laid an egg against App State. So what yeah, can I say? Then you beat Athens. somebody good after that, right? Then you beat some ranked Yeah, we rolled into Miami and took them out. They were yeah. number 10 or number 11 at the time. So That just shows you what all these pollsters know. Yeah. The old Nittany Lions, saying, Nittany Lions weren't even ranked football. at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, what do they know? Yeah, but you guys beat Alabama, what, last year or the year before? Last year, yeah. Last year, yeah, they beat Alabama. Oh, Jimbo it's better get goal. Yeah. Yep. All right. So I guess while we're talking about football, so you're, you're in Katy now. And That's right. Katy's a huge football town for high school ball, right? Aren't they in, like, the state championship almost every year? Uh, I mean, the Cape Tigers have been there quite a few times. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a big football town. We have, like you said, the famous stadium, which is bigger than some college stadiums. Legacy is what it's called. I got to watch my kid play a uh, flag football championship game in Legacy Stadium. Cool. So that tells you a little bit about how seriously we take football down here. Yeah. But that was awesome. You know, they had the announcers and the whole deal. It was really cool. That's an awesome experience so, for him. Yeah. How old was he? Yeah. He was, let's see, he would have been nine at the time. So, so how many kids do you have? I have two. I have a son who is uh, now 10 and he'll be 11 next month. And then I have a daughter who's nine and they are, 
so far both more gifted athletes than their father was. So we'll see if that continues. They must get it from their mom. All right. But, well, yeah, a little like trivia about my son. He has never in four seasons. He has never lost a single football game. They have won. He is undefeated in four seasons. They wow. won a championship every year. Yeah. So. Wow, and that's awesome. that's playing against other kids in Katie. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Hmm. Huh. Well, yeah, it's a tradition. Sounds like he's carrying yeah. his team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. All right, so uh, we're going to get to uh, what makes Camo a high-impact man, other than being a good husband and father and uh, an old Aggie. But, uh, but I want to talk a little bit more about um, – uh, your experience in, in, in your work, you know, cause you, uh, you're, uh, I mean, you told me on your bio, but you're a, prof- uh, a professional in the industry. What industry is it? We work in the smart home technology world. So kind of the internet of things, IOT. The internet of yeah, things. Yeah. I'm uh, the chief engineering officer for a little tech startup called smartac.com. So smart AC, like air conditioning. Is that what that is? That's right. Yeah. All right, so you can just yeah, say fault detection for residential HVAC. Cool, man. Everything's yeah. going digital. Yeah, it's not going to be long before Skynet's aware. <laughs> not long. Dial-up yeah, is so, coming. So, he, are you are you working on like building in like a sensor so that you know when anybody in the family touched the thermostat? <laughs> like you get an alert to your phone. Like <laughs> no, well, maybe we should be. Yeah, <laughs> we can add that to our list of alerts. Yeah, the husband so, alert. You got to be a way. To, uh, there's got to yeah. be a way for dad to be able to lock everybody out. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, or we can shock them or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, don't touch the yeah. thermostat. See, and then dad can yell at them from a complete other part of the house, and they won't know how he knew. Yeah, that's right. Add that to the list of. You know, dad's strength. Dad's amazing. He's got superpowers. He's just in the bedroom and he knew that I turned the thermostat down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because the alert should tell like exactly what they did because that, that mm-hmm. would add to yeah. it, right? Yeah. Like, oh, who turned the thermostat down to 71? <laughs> All right, cool. All right, so, you know, one of the reasons, the big reason we have you on, and, uh, and I, I mentioned this uh, to Camo before we came on the air, but he was recommended to be on our podcast by other co- podcast guests. We love it when that happens. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, so clearly, and it was more than one cause I forgot who it was and I called a couple guys, but anyway, um, I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, uh, that this thing called F3. And I, I know that most of the people that listen to this are F3 guys, but for anybody who isn't F3 stands for fitness fellowship and faith. It's a free, always held outdoors. It's one of the rules. Uh, workout group for men, and it's open to all men. Doesn't matter what your age, what your fitness level, what your race, what your religion. None of that stuff matters. Everybody's welcome. And in in uh, in truth, it's a leadership development program, and that's the mission. The mission is to plant, grow, and serve small workout groups for men for the invigoration of male community leadership. So we're trying to make guys more virtuous leaders. And Camo is what we call a Nantan of the Katy region for F three in Texas. Antan is an Apache word, basically kind of means leader, spiritual leader, leader. Um, so we're going we're gonna to have him talk about that because that's the big reason we have him on. So Camo, you, uh, I think if I read your bio correctly, you started out with F3 uh, in Houston. Uh, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So, so my F3 journey begins in 2016, December 2016 in Houston. And uh, I was eh by a dear friend, a, a guy who was a really good friend even before F3, 
F3 Inferno. He's the he's the Nantan down in Fort Bend uh, region. And so, you know, Duggar and Bishop came from the Carolinas and mustard seeded F3 in Houston. And they reached out when they were going to launch, they reached out to kind of their personal contact network and Inferno was a business associate of Duggar's. So he came out in October for the Houston launch. And afterwards, you know, like us F3 guys do, he's just hitting me up. He's like, man, you got to come try this, man. You would love this, man. You got to come out here. And so I actually jumped on the website at the time. And I was like, what is all this weirdo language and this, you know, inside <laughs> yeah. jargon? And I, I told him straight up, I said, dude, it sounds cool, but I don't need to join your workout cult. Like, like I'm good, thanks. Um, but he kept after me, and it was kind of ideal timing. Um, I think like a lot of guys, I had discovered that it was very challenging to keep up a solo workout gym routine, you know, after yeah. – after a job and marriage and kiddos, it, there was a million excuses and no time of day seemed to work well. So I was struggling and I was right on the cusp of joining a CrossFit gym just because I wanted the community accountability. Right. And I was going to suck it up and pay the $150 a month or whatever it is right. just because I needed it. And so Inferno pulled one of the best DH tactics that I've still ever heard of to this day. He reaches out and he said, Hey man, tomorrow I'm leading for the first time. And I would really appreciate it if you would come and support me. I'm nervous and it would mean a lot if you're going to be there. Wow. And he's like, he told me he's doing his VQ. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you, you can't say no to that. I was like, absolutely, buddy. I'm there. Like, like let's do it. So. Nice. T-Class Inferno for, for getting real crafty with the EH game. Turns out it was his fifth time queuing. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it worked. <laughs> No, it was it was legit, and uh, you know he shows up in a wrestling singlet, which is a story for another day. Oh boy! And uh, the rest is history, basically. So, I think I might, I think I might remember seeing a picture of somebody this with a wrestling Twitter or something. Yeah, it was one hundred percent on Twitter. Yeah, it sounded familiar to me. So yeah. yeah, but that was so. two thousand seventeen. That was sixteen, December twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was that was for us. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you get the name Camo? Uh, so, so Inferno actually got injured during his VQ, and the bishop stepped in, right, sage veteran that he was. And, you know, kind of during name Rama for, the, for me, he went through the normal questions, what's your age, what do you do for fun, you know, all that jazz. And he got to, what's your favorite color? And the first thing, without even thinking about it, I just said camouflage. And he said, okay, camo it is. Yeah. So. There you go. Yeah. Which I feel fortunate to, you know, have that name. Thanks, Bish. You set me up. Yeah. It could have gone other ways. So definitely could have been worse. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely could have been worse. Yeah. We've sent this podcast before. I think we're not very good at giving names out. We give really nice names to people. Yeah. We're too, we're too gentle. <laughs> we said that the next, a while back, we said the next FNG, we're yeah. going to name Dancing Queen. Yeah. And we've had like three since then. We haven't named any of them Na- Dancing Queen. And we yet. had the perfect opportunity Monday to go with Snooky for our Jersey boy. And, yeah. uh, yeah. We blew it. Chickened out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, we'll learn from it. Yeah. So camouflage, you must, you must like uh, shooting things. Yeah. I mean, I like all things outdoors. Yeah. Uh, big hunter, but, you know, also a big fisherman. Enjoy backpacking and hiking and mountain biking, all that jazz. So Nice. All right. So you joined yeah. F3 then in, in Houston. And yep. am I right in saying that uh, Katie was – the Katy area was AO was just an AO that was part of the Houston region. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. So um, I started, you know, I was hooked immediately. I started driving about, no, 25, 30 minutes each way to go hit the beatdowns up there in Houston at the Hog. And uh, it was actually at a Thirsty Thursday happy hour that Duggar, one of the founders of Houston, you know, there's, we're just talking and he just looks over and says, so when we start in Katy? Mm. And I was like, what are you talking about, man? You know, like, like I just got done being a sack clown like three months ago and you're starting about, you're, you're talking about starting a whole new area. There's no way I'm ready for that. Um, but he really planted the seed, you know, and uh, a few months later in October of 2017, we launched the first AO in Katy, Texas, which we called the kingdom. Nice. And what, what year was that? That was October of 2017. 17, right. Okay. Nice. And how big is it now? Well, uh, now we're over 20 locations um, and something like 450 to 500 packs. Wow. So active packs. Yeah. Yeah. So we actually celebrate, we celebrate our five-year anniversary on Saturday, two days from now. And, you know, as we do, we rented a football stadium and uh, we've got over 260 guys HC, probably have another 20% show up beyond that. So hopefully have over 300 guys out there working out oh my lord dang yeah. i'm jealous be cool. here we are who's cueing that <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh well we, we do it in rotating fashion and we got we got 12 squads with two squad leaders each to maintain command and control all right so those big ones you gotta break it down like that yeah absolutely absolutely yeah we're we're not that we're not nearly that big but uh but we're, we're hoping to keep growing um just had an fng this week Poster, awesome. yeah. yeah, yeah. We had a, a wing night last night, and the FNG just showed up. Right, he got on Slack, and he's hooked in right away. Yeah, yeah so right on. Uh, That's great. Yeah, yeah. So all right. Um, so now, one of the things I uh, found out, I think it was Nomad, who sent me uh, some forms about something you guys that you started called Thirty for Thirty. Yeah. Tell me about that. So the, the credit for the idea for 3030 goes to our third FQ, a guy by the name of Papa John. And the reason it's called 3030 is on Fridays, we do a 30-minute abbreviated beatdown. Most of the AOs, that's Ruck and Sandbag Day. So we'll do a 30-minute Ruck and Sandbag beatdown. And then we'll circle up afterwards um, for kind of a group conversation. It's, uh, it is not necessarily spiritual in nature, though it often goes there. And the day before, Papa John or our vice third FQ Saltine will put out a question and all locations will discuss the same question no matter where you are. So um, it has proven to be, man, just an incredible um, tool to get guys connected. I mean, when you kind of share your soul in a circle of 15, 20 brothers after a workout, you can't. You can't help but feel like you know those guys better. Um, and there's a lot of honesty. There's a lot of vulnerability. Um, and there's opportunity for, you know, just real sharing, support, deeper connection. It's, it's an awesome thing. Yeah, that's great. We uh, So Dial-Up took that idea and did it for the first time in our region uh, yesterday, awesome. yesterday yeah. morning. Yeah, love the How idea. And we've been, we've been a little stagnant, you know, for lack of any other terms. And so, you know, hey, when... Uh, you got to try something different, try something new. And ironically, like we had a really good turnout that morning and uh, you know, we, we had more of a traditional, traditional beat down, but it was, you know, boom, hit the ground running 30 minutes, hard, really hard work. And uh, then we, yeah, we kicked it off in discussion. We had a good 
still had great probably 20 minutes of discussion on mm-hmm. uh, on the question of the day and I, th- I think it was really well received so i'm really excited about it and anxious to see where it where it goes so kudos uh to you for sharing having that idea and then putting it out there for others to think about trying in their own region great way yeah, to learn from like each other said, John had the idea. we started with just doing it at one location in katie and uh it very soon caught on guys saw how special it was um they saw the value of the experience but also it's an incredible retention tool uh if an fng or a new guy comes to 3030 i can almost guarantee he's coming back the next workout yeah because it really helps to show that it's way more than a workout group you know that, that we're not after we're not after only your physical fitness we're after planting a mission in your heart and helping you to be a better man yeah. so one question I had is, do, do you guys, I'm not sure how long you've been doing it, but like, do you, do you start rotating back through the questions? Like, I, I know you shared a list maybe of like 25 different questions that have been used. Do you guys start back through those or are you always just starting trying to come up with something fresh and new? So far we haven't recycled, although I'm sure eventually we will um, start to, you know, drop some new ones in. But the reality is that as men, I mean, there's, you know, hundreds of, of challenging questions that we need to wrestle with, right? And then we need to work through. So, so far we haven't recycled. And, and it's grown now. There's a 30-30 there's a, a leader, kind of a third F liaison at, at the AOs that participate. And Papa John calls those guys the men of peace. They're kind of the facilitators of 30-30. Um, and so you got a lot of guys that are submitting potential questions of the week. Yeah, that's great because uh, I've actually – had that thought like how are we gonna if we're gonna pick a day that we do it every time like, we need somebody to to organize coordinate that that yeah doesn't mean that guy has to be the guy that leads the discussion every time but um we gotta make sure that if we're gonna commit to doing it we gotta you know do it right so that's great do you, so do you think you had more growth because of that was that was that a a, a factor in your your growth yeah i would say it absolutely contributed to it um so what the lesson that I've learned in Katie is F3 growth equals recruitment plus retention. Mm-hmm. You know, some, somebody somewhere is going to call that the GR2 because that's how we do things around Ooh, here. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so so really what contributed to our growth is, you know, like I said, we launched the first location October 2017, and we, we grew um, slowly and steadily. So, you know, by the end of 2020, we had three locations going into COVID, and uh we were, you know, a strong region. We had committed guys and, and uh, were operating to standard. But what really exploded is coming out of COVID, we had a whole slew of guys join, you know, that I think through COVID got very dissatisfied with life. They were, they were out of shape. They felt disconnected. They did not feel they had any community or any involvement. And we got this influx of, uh, of a new generation of leaders. And, man, those guys – they kind of took the foundation that we had built over the last couple of years and we, and they took some of the tools that we'd already defined and they just ran with it. Mm-hmm. And so they started giving it away to everybody they knew and the F and G numbers just went off the chart. And, uh, at, for a while there, we were kind of just trying to hold on. Um, we made a commitment as an SLT, uh, to, to drive expansion to whatever level was necessary to keep numbers under problematic and to keep up with the F and G recruitment. Mm-hmm. And boy, we were challenged for a while there. I mean, we were launching a new AO every month for a while. Wow. Um, and it was amazing. It was awesome. But uh, so I would say that was the re- the recruitment side. And then the retention side was things like 30-30, things like doing parking lot cafeteria after each and every workout where guys have the chance to interact and engage to a slightly deeper level. 
Um, those are the kind of tactics that, that really helped us help those guys stick around. Yeah, I, we, we started doing a in the parking lot uh, cafeteria, I don't know, not too long ago. One of the one of the um, difficulties we face is being in north central Pennsylvania. Uh, sometimes it's pretty cold. And yeah. you know, when you're doing the workout, it's not so bad. But you stand around for 10 minutes after the workout and you're all sweaty and it's cold out. You get pretty cold. So, so I can see that. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes the weather's a little bit of a challenge to, to, to hold those things uh, you know, in at the AO. So what we do is on Saturdays, because guys have to get to work during the week. Uh, on Saturdays, we do that. Right now, we're doing it for a little while at the at the uh, in the at the AO. But uh, we go to a, a local restaurant right away and and have breakfast. But not everybody goes there. So what's been nice is having it at the AO uh, for about fifteen twenty minutes before we head to the restaurant. Because yeah. everybody, almost everybody, stays for that. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and when we first started doing cafeteria, we did that same thing. We would we would leave the beatdown location and we'd go to like a nearby coffee shop. And you always had you know thirty to fifty percent of the guys who were like, "Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and get home. I'm gonna head out." You know, they don't right. they don't follow through. And so then during the pandemic, uh, one of our locations called the Spigot. You know, guys were working from home. They had more time. They started bringing sling chairs. You know, just fold up chairs. And, yeah. and one guy would bring like a thermos of coffee. And they would pop their chairs out and hang out for a little while. And uh, it was hugely popular, right? Really gave guys a chance to connect and get to know each other, plug in a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. And uh, once we started doing a version of that at all the AOs, you know, one or two guys flip a tailgate down and, you know, somebody just brings a thermos or coffee or two. And it was, that was one of those ideas. It's like, why didn't we do this from the jump? Because right. yeah. You get everybody sticking around. And even if they only stick around for 10 to 15 minutes, that connection, even if they just connect with one or two guys and find a common interest or discover something that they're, you know, working on that's the same, that's what gets guys to come back. You know, that, that, that little bit of connection is what makes them say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake up again and go post with those F3 guys. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought it went really well yesterday uh, when we did it. So, um, I. I've led uh, men's groups in the past. Didn't have anything to do with working out. You know, we'd we'd gather for breakfast and either study a book or just talk, bring up a topic. It was kind of like what you're doing. Um, now it would be combining both those things, yeah. right? So um, I think it's a great idea. Keep it rolling and see where it goes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all to the point down here that we got guys who are angry if there's not coffee. They're like, come on, man. Where's my... <laughs> my post-workout cup let's go yeah yeah so. absolutely all right hey what's a, what what is your personal faith and how does that impact uh what you're doing yeah I'm, I'm a christian um you know strong follower of jesus christ and for me i kind of saw the mission of f3 as directly aligned with our mission as christians um i, I you know have always felt that part of why I was put on earth was to kind of help engage men and help, help men to get better. Um, I've led men's small groups before for things like Sunday school classes and that kind of thing. And so once I understood the broader mission of F3 and, and understood that it was, you know, really about helping men to step up in leadership in all phases of life, become, become better versions of themselves. It really resonated with me. Um, and like you said earlier, DFib, I don't, you know, I don't believe in coincidence. I just kind of felt like, um, it was a charter. Like, like God gave me this challenge of like, Hey, I'm going to give you this opportunity to go do something. It's up to you to step up to the plate. Right. Um, but yeah, from the jump, my faith has been highly intertwined with our effort down here. Um, when we first started 
thought about launching Katie, you know, I always said, Lord, may this be of you and through you, you know, mm-hmm. I'll be the hands and feet to carry this thing out. And he's blessed it mightily. So, yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, yeah. we got, we got to talk about the newspaper article, right? We got, we got to, we got to talk about that. So how did that, how did that happen? Because it was a, a lady reporter from New York times. Does she live down there? Or, yeah. No, she's actually Dallas based. Um, and, we have a PAX named Franzia. He does media relations and PR for a living. He has his own firm, so he's very well connected in the media space. And he was actually posting on Twitter about his own personal F3 journey. You know, he, he got involved and started knocking it out and hitting it hard. And he was kind of sharing and, you know, pumping up F3 like, like all of us do. Once we're free to leave, we can't help but tell everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Ruth saw that and, and they ran into each other at a conference. And she's like, yeah, I saw you've been so active. Tell me about this F3 thing. And so he kind of planted the seed with her. Um, and then I guess she, she ran into Peloton up in Dallas for a different reason. They started chatting and she saw the commonality. Um, but that's what I think gave her the idea. Um, and, you know, Franzia being down here in Katy, and then they, you know, they, the Times interviewed Slaughter, interviewed Dark Helmet. And from my understanding, they said, hey, where, where would you recommend we go? She, and she said, I know somebody in Katy. And they said, yeah, Katy would be a good reason for you all to go check out. Because um, obviously they were aware of what we've been up to down here, so that's how that happened. That's awesome. What was that experience like? Uh, it was cool. So, so I really admire the way that Ruth approached the article. Um, being transparent, there was some guys down here who were concerned that the Times would try to politicize it or try to apply an agenda or you know create a controversy out of it, and that was not her at all. She was genuinely curious. Um, I think she rapidly understood the positive impact that F3 has, and she kind of bought into the mission. Um, and so she asked a lot of questions. She was just really keen to learn and to understand. And one thing I liked is she wanted to understand the broader story of F3, but she was also just as interested in understanding uh, individual PAX's journeys. Yeah. You know, she took a long time to get to know individual guys, and a lot of that made it into the story, which was cool. Um, if there's one, there's one thing that I would have improved about the story, I felt like the leadership impact could have been a little bit more highly emphasized, you know, some of the why around why it exists. I would have loved it if the mission would have been called out or if they would have, you know, touched on the G3L a little bit or how we enable guys. But I thought they did an awesome job highlighting the benefits of the second and third F and, you know, really meeting men where they're at. Yeah, I, I agree. I read the article and I thought it was really well done. I, I, I really liked it. And, uh, and you know, now, of course, New York Times front page and, and uh, it, I think other media outlets are going to pick up on it and all that stuff. And our national leadership is all over this stuff. And, um, and if you look at Twitter, I mean, the, there's, there's people that really just don't get it. They read the article and I don't know how they're getting some of the stuff they're bringing out on Twitter and things like that after reading the article. But uh, there's always going to be people that, um, you know, I don't know if they have an agenda, but they just may, maybe not have the right outlook at, Trolls, as to what we're doing. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think part of human nature is you try to bring down anything that you don't understand or maybe don't agree with. You try to bring it down so that you can feel better about yourself, unfortunately. And I think that that's a lot of it. And, you know, F3 is not easily understood from the outside. It, it's hard to put into words the tremendous impact and life change that this makes on our lives unless you've experienced it, which is 
why I love the kind of hashtag that's come out of the article of come and see, yeah. right? Like yeah. you can make all the comments you want, but come and see. Um, on Slack today, one of the guys was saying they had an F and G and somebody asked what they name him. And I, I said, I hope it was come and see because <laughs> we're going to name one of our New York Times F and G's that I can promise you. Um, right. I think that's what it's about. So. It's been, yeah, it's been fun seeing. I, I can't even imagine how many hours he's probably spent on Twitter so far this week. But, oh, I know. Yeah, dark, I mean, Dark Helmet's been you know just all over yeah. all over the place uh, on Twitter, just responding to guys, you know, with just yeah. great great responses. You know, taking taking what could be a negative, I think, and just responding in a way like like you said, yeah, come and come and see. Um, well, I think F three yeah. is unique in that we are genuine in our desire to help others get better yeah. and we don't ask for anything in return, right? right? You don't have to pay to be a part of this. You don't have to donate or contribute or any of that. You just have to participate and we will go all in to try to help you get to the next better version of yourself. And that's unique in the world. I think it's hard for people to understand that. And I think it's also hard for people to understand just the, the depth of connection that can develop just from posting in the gloom and sweating, doing hard stuff with guys. So, yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it's, I think when Dredd was on the podcast, he said, and I, I, know, I know it's not the first place he said it, but he said F3 helps, helps men uh, rediscover their, their masculinity, rediscover their manliness in, in, in every positive aspect of that, right? And, yeah. uh, and that is so needed, so incredibly needed in our culture. And, and that's why F3 exists. That's why it's growing. That's why men are embracing it. And, uh, and there's there's going to be enemies because there's always enemies, but um, but we you win them with love and with the truth, and that's what Dark Helmet does so well. Um, and those uh, Twitter discussions, I guess you could call them. I would never be anywhere near that good. No, I, I, yeah, it's good that yeah, most people I, will just kind of stay quiet. Right? Yeah. he's not going to battle with them. He's he's really trying to invite them in and right. you know speak truth. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that. I, th I do agree that I think this thing's going to springboard and I think there's going to be more media opportunities to share more of the story, right? Talk uh -huh. about maybe more of the first F side of it and, you know, how that really is the magnet, which enables the glue and the dynamite. Um, that'll come out, but I, I think more PAX testimonies will come out too. And one of my favorite things of how much our region has grown is just the sheer amount of personal stories yeah. about how F3 has positively impacted their life. It's awesome. I mean, it's incredible. So you can't, if you hear those stories from a guy um, who's being completely honest, you can't help but get fired up and want to continue. Yeah. Hey, hey, man, we're all about that. That's why we exist as a podcast. Bring guys on that tell those very stories. And, yeah, and, and, yeah. and you're right. It, just, it does. It just fires you up because, I mean, yeah. so many guys, like the end of our uh, end of our interviews here is we're getting ready for podcasts. Um, they're putting together a podcast. Like, it's... Uh, so often I, I don't know. I, sometimes I feel like inadequate, right? Because like, yeah. like these, like these guys are so inspirational. Their stories, and it's like, yeah, I got, I got to do better, right? right? I got to do yeah. better because like I'm paling in comparison to this guy, right? Um, <laughs> makes you want to, makes you want, yeah, makes you want to make yourself better and, and do better things. Yeah. Inspiring, absolutely. So, how does F three impact you personally? Like, how, how what, uh, what advantages has it given you? Oh, man, it would be hard to highlight uh, some aspect of my life that it hasn't impacted. I mean, uh, obviously, the fitness side, I think, like a lot of us in that um, early 30s period of my life, my fitness really fell off. And uh, with that comes a certain amount of confidence and self-identity. So that was the first change. It's just, you know, getting fit, feeling better, um, feeling more confident. 
But I think the, the biggest change, and especially this, this challenge of starting a region, leading, leading a region, leading such strong leaders, um, it's helped me just to sharpen and develop a number of skill sets that translate to other parts of life. You know, I feel like I'm a better leader, but I, I feel like what comes with that is a whole lot of things like how to be a better listener, mm-hmm. um, how to recognize the, the gifts that other men have to contribute, better delegator, you know, all of those kind of things um, F3's brought to me. Um, and it's also, it's also helped me know when to be a lizard in everyday life, right? There's, we need disruption. We need to challenge the status quo and to step up and say, hey, I think there's a better way to do this here and I'm willing to be a part of it. Uh, I'm not going to offer suggestions without action as well. Um, so that, that translates. Um, so for me, yeah, I think it's, it's made me a better professional, but it's also made me a more intentional husband, uh, more intentional father, um, and certainly it's given me the vision to, to see my community more clearly and, and how I can positively contribute there. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, you know, yeah. the, I think one of the uh, ubiquitous comments from our guests have been when I ask them that question is the confidence level that grows. Right. You know, the more fit you become, the more confident you become. And there's no, there's no getting around that. If you're unfit, then you're, you're going to not feel as good about yourself as when you are fit. Not only do you feel better physically and psychologically because you, you know, you're looking a little bit better and, and uh, that helps to develop your confidence, but knowing the work that you put in to get there. Yeah. You know, and like, look what I did. I, you know, not to puff yourself up, but uh, you can do it. Yeah. Right. And go out and put the work in and, and you can get the benefit. And, and so that just, that alone helps build guys' confidence. And then you do it with other guys who are encouraging and supporting you and loving you, you know, and all that stuff. How can, how can anybody yeah. be against that? And I think that there's a, there's a certain trajectory there where a man gets more confident and then maybe he learns humility to pair with that confidence. Yeah. And then maybe he learns the value of being uh, honest and vulnerable with other guys to, to fill those blind spots. And that brings security, right? And that's right. sort of the evolution that I think we're all on to become better versions. And for me, that was a hundred percent true. I mean, I was a fairly capable guy, but I kind of, when I joined F3 sort of had this lone wolf mentality of I can do it. You know, I don't need others. I got this. And uh, if anything, F3 has shown me the beauty of, of uh, relying on others and helping, uh, letting their strengths compensate for maybe places where you're weak and vice versa, but also letting them speak into your life and, and call out places where maybe you got blind spots or even just, even just relying on them in, in the dark nights of the soul. That's huge. Yeah, absolutely. Being there for each other, man. That's, yeah. uh, that's amazing stuff. Um, you know, I was listening to the uh, 43 Feet podcast. I think I listened to it, finished it yesterday. Uh, so mm-hmm. the, S, the nation's SLT was talking. It's you know, hosted by Dark Helmet, the aforementioned Dark Helmet. But uh, they said that at, when the article appeared first online on Saturday, then it came out in the physical paper on Sunday. But 48 hours after it appeared online, 48 hours later, they had over 60 uh, requests for expansion for new regions. Yeah, isn't that awesome? In two days. Yeah, it's amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we, and we haven't seen the end of that wave. Yeah, we haven't seen the end of that. Yeah. And expansion breeds expansion, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's right. 
Yeah, more yeah that's, that's so true. I mean, uh, we saw it in Katie. There's a certain thing when you hit critical mass, right? When you've got, if you've got 30 guys EHing, they're eventually going to tap out their personal networks, right? But once you get to the point where you've got 100 guys EHing or 150 guys EHing, like yeah. if just, if, if they just bring one guy each, right, it's a huge impact. And so it kind of snowballs. And I, I think this article is going to help us um, accelerate that a little bit. Yeah, I think they call that exponential growth. There you go. How yeah. about that? Sounds very scientific. Like mitosis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully nobody's splitting in half. Although that is sort of is a thing, though, because, you know, when you get too big, sometimes you got to split. You, you uh, What is it? You divide to grow or whatever they say. Multiplication yeah. by division. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Multiplication by yeah. division. I this biology. Yeah, so brought to you Katie, by. we're facing that now. I mean, uh, you know, the vision for a region is not to become this super massive, mighty region with tons of locations and, you know, an hour in and that's not the vision for what we're trying to do here. Yeah. So Katie will likely starfish off new regions next year per that vision. And that's, that's great. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, what's next for your region? You know, what, are you you're planning the next 43 feet? What do you guys got planned? Anything new? Uh, yeah. So, you know, one big thing for me personally, um, is on Saturday, I will pass the flag to the next Nantan of F3 Katie. Oh. Um, super excited about that. Not going to say his name cause I don't want to spoil the surprise, but, uh, for some of our guys, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to hand it off. Uh, it's a guy that I very much respect and trust and the SLT that's around him is a combination of, of veterans and, and newer SLT, um, but one thing we started in Katy was to have vice roles when we were expanding so rapidly and got so big, we got to the point where the SLT couldn't be proximately engaged, uh, which is a phrase I stole from GMO, which basically means in order to really know how something's going, you've got to be um, located close to it. So right. you can be, you know, so you can have a full, a full idea of the pulse of that. So we established vice roles and that's really helped with, uh, with this whole progression of leadership where, when one guy rolls off, his replacement's already been in the in the seat, so to speak, for six to nine months, and he steps right in. Nice. So this guy that's going to be the next Nantan doesn't even know it yet? Oh, he knows it, absolutely. Oh, okay. like a, a lot of guys do know it. Oh, all right, okay. So well, I mean, I guess this podcast will probably drop later. So, yeah, his name's Talladega. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's going to drop Monday. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Well, then we're all good. Yeah. The next Antenna Katie will be Talladega, and he's a super dude. Um, very excited for what him and his SLT do. All right. Go accomplish. Talladega. Yeah. They got I, big boots to fill. Hey, they're at Talladega this weekend, too, right? Are they? I, think, I don't know. I think, yeah. yeah. I think the Cup guys are at Talladega this weekend. You would know? I would know. I, would. I should know so, as a definite, but I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure Talladega this weekend. All right. So Talladega's hospital name is Ricky Mikey. So when he showed up, he's like, yeah, I'm Ricky Mikey. And you're like, hey, you got two first names. If you're not first, you're last. You know, I just kind of took off from there. So. A fellow Shake and Bake fan. That's right. He's, I'm sure he's That's a it. Yeah, we have a, we have a Shake and Bake AO Mondays we run. <laughs> uh, and I can see the wheel spinning in your head over there. You're like, oh, wait, you can just, like, tell someone they're going to be the next <laughs> man. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I already planned on doing that. <laughs> you That's were already just... thinking, like, hey, the next beatdown I get to, I'm yeah. handing over the name hand responsibilities. Why is, the person why is DFib bringing another flag out? <laughs> Well, we're, like I said, we're fortunate to have a, a tremendous group of leaders, not just the SLT level, but the AOQ level. Um, our, AOQs, our AOQs are our most important leaders. I like to say that because they're the ones day in and day out demonstrating the standard and looking after the packs. 
But, um, you know, one thing we created was this concept of torchbearers. Like I said, when we got where we were like 45 minutes east to west, we designated guys who kind of sit between the SLT and the uh, AOQs. So they're kind of in the middle there, and, and they represent a collection of AOQs. And so, you know, those guys are top leaders as well. Um, and, you know, they're going to be alongside Talladega and the new SLT and kind of shepherd Katie into the next, the next season, the next chapter. Yeah. I, what would, I don't even know what it would be like to be in a region that big. I mean, I mean, we're not even, we're nothing like that. Yeah, we're so, small rural Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, we have one AO per day for six different days a week, but right. one AO per day. And if we get, what, 15, 14 guys? That's, that, that would be a lot. That's a good, yeah, yeah. That's a good attendance for us. Yeah. Hey, yeah. um, man, that works. Yeah. But it, we, it, it does. Um, it, it, it actually, we, I mean, all of our AOs run. All of our AOs run three to four days a week. So, you know, I know that there's different structures around the nation, but that's how we do it. Yeah. So. All right. So um, tell me, uh, you personally, what's your uh, weekly fitness thing look like? Do you post every day, four days a week? How do you do it? Yeah, I generally post three to four days a week. So my M also works professionally. And uh, we have, like I said, a nine-year-old and a 10-year-old. So somebody's got to be home in the wee hours of the morning. And so when I first started, my working agreement with her was I would take Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. She would have Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then uh, <laughs> we got this 30, 30 thing going, we got sandbag and rucks going on Friday. And I said, Hey, do you think there's any way maybe I could grab Fridays too? So, <laughs> so we have a, <laughs> we have a working compromise where, you know, maybe half the Fridays I can go, uh, go grab one of those as well. So, yeah. 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 Well, that's good. You got compromises, uh, part of it, man. Uh-huh. You got to do right. it. You got to take yeah. care of the M. That's right. And, uh, you know, when I first, when I, when we first launched the region formally in 21, I was kind of all over the place. I really wanted to, um, make it around to the AOs on the regular basis. And, and that has pluses and minuses. It's cool because you get to meet and engage with all the guys, but the downside is you sort of lose that home AO, right? right. You sort yeah. of lose those, the deeper connection with those, with those guys in your home AO. So yeah. lately I've been ramping that back and, and really focusing on two AOs that are, that'll be my home AOs moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's important. I think uh, when the, the higher up you get in leadership, the harder it is for you, for you to continue to continue to take care of yourself right. in that way. Yeah. Right. Good. 100%. And we learned that lesson the hard way. Um, that's one area as a Nantan I didn't do a very good job of. Um, you know, I had some guys come and say, man, I'm burned out. Like, I feel like I've been pouring it all out and haven't been poured back into. Right. And it was kind of a wake-up call for me. It's like, all right, you know, let's, uh, let's change the way that we're looking at things. You know, we're going to – you no longer have to visit everybody. Like, you keep it sustainable. So Yeah, it's kind of like uh, being a pastor of a church. Who, who ministers to the pastor? Right, who ministers right. to the pastor? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Now, are you? Uh, are you? So, are you a runner? You no, know? no, I'm not a runner. I'm uh, more of a lift and move heavy things kind of guy. I'm very much in the Clydesdale category. Yeah. So, do you guys? Do you guys yeah. do iron packs out there? We do. Yeah, we do do iron packs. Um, we got some guys on the leaderboard. I think this year who are, who are doing a pretty good job of representing. Nice. So, yeah. Did you death we've, by we've been doing iron for years. I remember the early the early days of iron packs when it was like, what, "What's a murder bunny?" Like, what? So, <laughs> yeah. We have a guy that just loves those things, and like the rest of us hate them. Oh no! Like, yeah. Oh yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, have you ever done a gorilla walk, which is like a murder bunny without a cinder block? It's it's just it's maybe worse. So, because you got to get lower. 
Yeah, your hands and your feet have to, you know, they can't, you can't take steps. They have to move together. And it's just physically awkward. Yeah. So I might be better at yeah. that than bear crawls, though. <laughs> no, I wouldn't be. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You said it. I yeah. yeah. No, I wouldn't be. That's okay. I'm sure. They, so this, but, this year there's a bonus week. Did you know that? I did not know that. No. Uh, um, yeah. So it's the five year anniversary. And so I disappointed. D it was like ready for Iron Packs to be over. And I'm like, yeah. uh, Sounds like there's a bonus week. This is the last week. <laughs> no, no, it's not defib. <laughs> like there's another week. Uh, You're like, hey, good news. You can do one more. Yeah. yeah. I saw they said they were filming it today and they uh they posted a little uh giffy, right? And uh it was showing it, it was a funny one and it uh Murder bunnies. It, it, no, it sounds like they got something new cooked up, so Murder squirrels. I don't know. So something something new in store for, for next week. I guess by the time These this drops, we'll know what it is. Getting creative. There you go. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. But you guys were talking about a, a small region. I mean, on the one hand, I miss those days uh, because while it was great to expand and have this influx of new guys and go multiply by division, you also miss those dudes, right? You, you miss the guys that used to be at the AO that you founded together, and you don't see them as often. So, you know, with growth comes some sacrifices as well, but our guys kind of all bought into the broader vision and understood that they were, they were serving the cause by going and starting something new and welcoming a whole new group. Yep. So, yeah. All right. Well, um, I got a question for you. What, uh, if you were to pick somebody that doesn't have to be somebody that's alive, could be somebody from the past or whatever that you would say is, uh, your, uh, Role model, somebody that you look up to, somebody that you uh, that has inspired you in life. Who would that be? Man, um, I mean, certainly I could name family members like my great grandfather who kind of settled and pioneered Texas. But uh, did he fight right in the Alamo? Now, reading the book on what's that? Did he fight in the Alamo? Uh, he did not fight in the Alamo. He wasn't quite that old, but he uh, did go serve in World War One. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, but right now I'm reading a book on Washington, on George Washington, and uh, he's a quite the inspirational character. I know that might be a cliche answer, but when you learn more about who he was as a person and how he very much um, was a spiritual man and really embraced humility and did not care anything about being famous, actually shied away from that, cared very much about service and duty um, and you know, basically just loving his neighbors. Uh, he's, he's an inspirational guy. To me, not just for everything that he achieved, but for how he lived his life doing it. You know, I think he's a perfect picture of what it means to be a servant leader. I have a big picture of George Washington in my office upstairs. He's kneeling in the snow next to his horse praying. And that picture, which I think is kind of a somewhat well-known picture, but that picture was done by whatever artist at the time painted things but uh it was based on <laughs> it was based on the farmer who owned the land witnessed this and he wrote about it in his diary and he described the scene how you know the great general was you know humbled himself and was kneeling and praying there and everything so anyway, i have that picture in my office I, i'm for a while there i went through a big phase of reading a lot about colonial history so you know I think it's a great choice. It's not, I don't think it's cliche. Well, I don't know what cliche is and isn't. But anyway, uh, yeah, the guy at the end of the war when he won it, he could have just declared himself King George I of America if he wanted to. Yeah, he turned it down. And and he turned it down like vehemently. You know, and like, here's all the reasons that's not a good idea for the future of this country. Right. And, uh, you know, I think what a lot of people also don't know 
is he didn't take a cent for his service in general. In fact, right. he went into massive debt um, the entire time during the war. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Great man. No doubt about it. All yeah. right. Dial up. You got any more questions? <laughs> I was trying to look and see what the artist was that uh, did your Oh, you're looking up the artist name? Yeah, I don't know. Because I, I don't think you got it there because you're like the guy that painted The, the guy that painted stuff back then. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. But no, I got nothing else. But great choice on the leader. Yeah, I knew. That would strike a chord with you, right? Yeah, yeah. I love George Washington. Oh, he's he's one of my heroes. Yep. All right. Um, last question. This is, well, not a question. But I guess it is. This is your chance to give a message to the men of America. What message do you have for the men of America? Uh, I mean, I think it's a, it's a common message that we need to hear, but it's just step up. Step up in every phase of your life. Challenge yourself to be the next better version of yourself. Um, whatever that looks like, right? Um, whether that means fitness-wise, whether that means taking a more active role in the leadership of your family, whether that means serving others um, instead of looking after your own self-interests, uh, men, men need to step up and, and do what we were called to do as men. And, you know, for F3, for the, for the men of F3 Nation, accelerate. Like, like, like great, we're, we're on mission, great. We're in, like, whatever it is, 45 states and eight countries, accelerate let's not slow down we have so much more to give um i personally my, my challenge to the men of katie is you know katie can't rest until there is an ao in the neighborhood of every guy on every street that's when we're done when every man has an ao that he can walk to and uh so so that's my my challenge um and i think that i think if you've been in f3 long enough you've you've gone through the evolution of where you start off as brand new and you're the six and you're just trying to survive and then maybe a little bit later, you're in the middle of the pack and you're like, okay, I got this. I can keep up. Mm -hmm. And then a little bit later, your fitness climbs the ladder and you're up at the front of the pack and you're feeling great. And then now you're starting to uh, try to challenge people and beat people down. And then one day you look up and you realize it's not about you. It's about that guy who's the six. Right. So you start looking outside yourself. And the last version of that evolution is when you realize the six is not just a minute our workout. The six are all the sad clowns everywhere. Yeah. And our charter is to look after and reach them. So, you know, Dark Helmet's phrase is put, put a mission in every man's heart. And so that's, let's step up. Let's, let's take, seize that mission and step up. That's a great message. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Step up just like Chad Powers did. <laughs> Think fast, run fast. Yeah. Camel, that's a great yeah. message. I don't mean to make light of it. That, yeah. That's a great message for the men of America. Thanks a lot. All right. Yeah. Well, listen, um, I know you got other guys down there that you could refer to us. So, uh, you know, we're open to anybody that has any ideas of guys that should be on this podcast who are high impact men. Uh, and yeah, I've got a short list that I would absolutely recommend, but, uh, you know, you guys need to talk to Papa John, our third FQ. He has had an absolute, uh, impact across the region in men's lives with, with what he does, not just with 3030, but just the man he is. Um, you guys should talk to Duggar if you haven't before. He's the guy that got this whole kind of Houston region rolling. Um, you know, we've, we've had the success that we have in Katy because we stood on the shoulders of Houston. And uh, that all started with, with Duggar and Bishop. So I think it'd be great to talk to Duggar. But I got, I got another short, I got a short list of some other guys I'll definitely send you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're always looking for, and they don't have to be F3 guys. If there's high-impact men out there not doing F3, then we'll, we'll talk to those guys too. All right? Yeah, awesome. Cool. Right. Well, Camo, thanks for being on. Uh, God bless you. God bless your family and all the good work you're doing down there. And tell Talladega good luck. He's got a big 
Texas boots to fill. You guys should be uh, handing over a belt. You should have an F3 belt buckle, you know? Are you a Texas guy? You know, that is not a bad idea. Yeah. Uh, I might have to see if I can make that a reality in the next 36 hours. Yeah. So. <laughs> Big old F3 belt buckle. There it is. Put it on Twitter or wherever you put things. Yeah. A wrestling belt. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, brother. Good talking to you. God bless you, man. Thank you, guys. Same to you. Take have care. Great, have a great five year. Thank you. Appreciate it. We'll post on uh, Slack. This- All right. See ya. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high-impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week. And you can find them on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone. So we're uh, Linus, Cadre Danny.